0: And we are very excited as always to be in these chairs in this studio. Are we not, Dr. Angel? Yes, we are. We look forward to this every week, don't we? True. Absolutely. I'm Mama Mac, and this is my co host, Dr. Angel Falzoni, PhD licensed mental health counselor. That is you with all those years of experience and degrees behind you which is such an asset as we do a show like this a life coaching show
1: absolutely you know first of all i'm in the field so yes if we bring it out to life and right we try to help those you know help our listeners to live life and live it well yes we all get stuck sometimes from time to time and so we're trying to help you get unstuck so you can keep moving forward keep moving
0: forward we're two and a half years into this project started september of 2014 therefore our email address is goyard2014 at gmail.com and our website is goyard r g, and then we have facebook too right
1: we do and that's goyard
0: 1340 1340 yes and uh we're going to be doing some new things in this year one of the things we're doing right now is to start off the year in a big way with a couple series here in january Uh, We just did a two-part series on dreaming big, dreaming big, and I I tell you, we had some great response from that and great comments, and uh, you know, I think so often, especially when we start a new year, it's a good time to talk about changing the way we think about things in our lives, right? Yeah, it's kind of a natural time for a little reflection and thinking forward. Right, right. And, uh, and we did that. We talked, you know, for two weeks. So if you missed either one of those shows, what is so cool about this radio station is that you go to the website, tantalknetwork.com, go to podcasts and go down to Go Yard, which is the name of this show, and you can get those two shows you missed. And you can get other shows and tell them about our website. And Absolutely. What, what's there? What's on that website? They, There's not much on that website, and we know it, and we're going to expand it this year. But there is the most important thing is on that website. That all of our shows are on yeah. there and listed by title, which is really yes. helpful
1: because when we do a show, it may not pertain to you in that moment, Right. The life happens. And right. so it's a great plethora of resources to kind plethora. of It is. I love that to word. go back and say, oh, yeah, now I'm struggling with this. Oh, here's something to help me get unstuck and to move right. forward. When it means something to you.
0: I've had different people tell me that they do that. They go to our website, and they find those series, and they go back and listen to them again. So uh, we know that's happening. And so we encourage you to do that, GoYard2014.org. Don't forget it's an O-R-G, not a .com, because that .com was already taken when we got this. So GoYard2014.org. Go there, and there's, uh, you know, well, we've had two and a half years of shows. A lot That's of shows.
1: A lot of great resources. You know, and I use them for patients all the time. Do you? Absolutely. It's a great little oh. homework assignment. And, you know, they really find it they rewarding, and they enjoy doing those homework yes. assignments.
0: And we love doing this show. And you can contact us. And there's a, two ways to contact us that pretty easy. One of them is to text us on our Google text uh, uh, number, and that 727-888-888. 4171 You can use that anytime, 24-7-365, if you have a question. And also, speaking of that, send your questions in. Yes, we're going to be having our quarterly question and answer show coming on up. All right, so 727-888-4171, or you can email, as we talked earlier, because a lot of these questions that come in are, are like a paragraph long.
1: Well, and some of them are even longer and I edit them down to kind yes. of get the most relevant detail. But that's fine.
0: I however long it is, it's not a problem. We want to hear your questions. Absolutely. So use the email uh probably. It might, might be easier. The email address and that is goyard twenty fourteen at gmail dot com. So there you go. That's all the stuff we need to talk about. Oh no, Starcom Radio Network dot mm-hmm. com every Saturday and Sunday at twelve noon Eastern. This show you're hearing right now will be on Starcom, radionetwork.com, 12 noon Eastern, Saturday and Sunday. Okay. Now I think we've got all the, all the housekeeping All the housekeeping issues. done. All right. Uh, we, uh, because we started out the year talking about dreaming big, I think we're kind of talking now tonight, starting a couple, maybe a two-part series, about things that really hinder us from being able to accomplish those goals after we've dreamed
1: them. Absolutely. You know, and I started thinking, you know, what are some of those things that people really get stuck with? Right. And they really hold them back. And this one is a huge shackle that we're going to talk about tonight. Yes. Because so many people get stuck here in some way or another. And right. it really does hold back our ability to, to make those dreams our reality. Yes. And so
0: tonight we're talking about the power of forgiveness. The power of forgiveness, and we've done shows on forgiveness before. We've talked about forgiveness, but it's one of those topics that has to be revisited often because we all struggle
1: with this. We really topic. do, and you know, it's one of those things that it's we got to keep talking about it and working through it because I think every human at some level has had to struggle with not being able to forgive or move forward from right. feeling wronged. Right. And so, this is like one of the biggest shackles that we can deal with, and one of the toughest to get forward from.
0: Well, we all have things that have happened to us in our lives that have hurt us and have upset us, have maybe huge disappointments that have turned into, you know, a a real rift with somebody or a or several somebodies. And so this is a common problem that we all face. It doesn't matter what language you speak or what country you live in. We all have problems when it comes to areas where we feel we've been wronged. True. You know,
1: human nature kind of wants us to be able to have justice for a wrong. Yeah. yeah that's justice. kind of yeah. what we're looking for. And there's just some wrongs that we're not going to get justice. Right. And so we hang on to them. And what we're doing is like, we're building this like backpack or suitcases of all these wrongs that we're not getting justice for and then we're dragging them through our life and they're part of not just the past when they happen and hurt us but we're letting them to continue to hurt us
0: over and over and over again that's the problem unforgiveness is it's baggage that that carries on it's it's not something that is happens today and gone tomorrow it's really not and and I think that the older you get, you realize the power of unforgiveness. We're talking about the power of forgiveness tonight, right. and that's the positive side of it. But the negative power and the repercussions, maybe that's a better word, the consequences. I like that. True. Consequences of unforgiveness. And they can. There oh, are so many huge. consequences.
1: And one of them is holding us back from realizing our dreams and where we want to go but another one is it
0: affects the quality of life we have in our present and i think a lot of people don't realize that because they feel justified because maybe the slight or the hurt or the awful thing that happened was so intense that it was almost life-changing for instance somebody who's been wronged in a relationship and Somebody, let's say it's the breadwinner moves out and, uh, suddenly you're going through a divorce you don't want to go through. We know we've heard this from some of our audience. This happens. Life happens. Life does happen. And, and then it's a total life change for that individual who didn't seek this divorce. True. Perhaps, you know what I'm saying? I just throw that example out, but it, cause it's a common And one. there's,
1: and there can be really big things and then we want some kind of justice and it's not yes. happening. So we can't move on from right. it. And you know, through the course of working with people, I've had the opportunity to sit down with all kinds of people from as little as two to all the way up and, some of the older generation, when I talk to them and we talk about life review and what would they tell their younger life self? Life review? We do Ooh. that. Okay. We got to talk about that, but go on. Let's... And, you know, I always ask them, what would you tell your younger self? What wisdom would you want to pass on oh, that's to your cool. 20-year-old self or 30-year-old self? And one of the things I wish I learned to forgive. Really? Because even in their older age, they still are holding on to those baggages of things that might have happened in their childhood or in their
0: early adulthood and that oh, they that's carried. huge. And that comes from from practice. You, I mean, from your field of work, Absolutely. your practice. And as a result of that, this is a good way for us to be able to measure how important this topic really is. Plus, I've lived a few years longer than you, just a couple, and I've seen it all my life in areas of, uh, of well, you know, just relationships in general. In general. Absolutely yeah that it's in the workplace, in our families, it's in our extended families, things that happen that hurts, and we've got to learn how to deal with it. Can you define forgiveness for us, dr Angel? what is the what how can we really some people say i I understand it, but I really don't understand it you no know?
1: i under- i get that you get uh, that <laughs> it's the intentional it's intentional, and it's a voluntary process by which someone who's feeling wrong undergoes. A change in our feelings and attitude regarding the offense okay. and the offender.
0: Okay. So it's a, it's a series of things or an event or mm-hmm. some process by which a person. So is it, can it be as simple as, okay, I choose to forgive a decision? It can, it, it
1: can be a, a decision. A lot of times there's some process to it because there's some negative feelings, okay. some negative attitudes some resentment or bitterness. So that we're hanging on to. So, right. you know, some people can like, I'm, I'm choosing to just let this go and forgive it and they can move forward. And some people need to kind of process it a little differently to help change those
0: feelings. Right. From those negative, intense, negative feelings. I would think process is, is pretty important in this whole thing. process
1: is really important. And, and that's one of the things people get stuck on is they think it's this one time. Okay. That's fine. I forgive, but, the, the words don't do it themselves. It's what happens inside of us when we do exactly. it. Exactly. There you, you go. Know, so we're letting go of those negative emotions, and we really don't want negative things to happen on the person who hurt us.
0: And that's an important part of okay, that. Okay. Now, there's, a, there's where a lot of people get tripped up, because if they are genuinely, definitely, deeply hurt, whatever, then it's human nature mm-hmm. to wish that that person realizes what they've done, or has something bad happen to them. Yeah, you hear the karma. Karma Oh, thing. I'm going to
1: forgive this, but, you know, karma's going to happen to that person. Right. Well, the, you haven't processed forgiveness. Right. Being able to know you have reached that is knowing that you really don't want something negative to happen to that person who hurt you.
0: Okay, so tell me what happens in the process, doctor. Can you talk about the process? Uh, well, we will be talking about the
1: process in a lot of details. Um, okay. And the process can look a little differently depending on the degree of the offense. Okay. And, you know, little minor offenses, we can process forgiveness quicker than maybe some things that might be more deeply um, ingrained or more offending and, and severity. Right. You know, and I work in trauma a lot, so I deal with the offensive of trauma, the abuses, sexual abuse, physical abuse, I, domestic violence. Like, I work in the really more severe things yeah, you do. Things that the help nitty-gritty, people. don't you? True. Yeah. But I will tell you, here's the hope. It doesn't matter what you've experienced and how wrong you've been wronged. Right. How
0: wrong you've been wronged. How wrong you've been wronged. Yeah, that makes (laughs) sense, Can we quote you on that? You can. Okay. You can attain forgiveness. You can. Absolutely. And that's the hope of this topic, isn't it? That no matter how bad it was, no matter what happened, it was life-changing, earth-shattering, you can still reach a point where you can learn to forgive. There is hope. We want our audience to hear There's that. There's absolute hope. and you know what? And you know, we're letting
1: go of those grudges. We're letting right. go of that bitterness.
0: I'm glad you brought up the word bitterness because we've talked about this on our show many times. But medical science has proven that bitterness is a root of cancer. Right? Absolutely. Okay. And I think a lot of people think that just because you're bitter doesn't mean it's going to have any effect on you. You know they 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 feel like justified to be bitter, and I mean maybe you can amplify it on the word, word bitter because I think a lot some people may not even understand what it really means to be bitter. Well,
1: it's a very intense negative feeling when we are just hanging on to something so intent, and it and it's the reason we're using that as a blame of all the negative things kind of going on in our life, the excuse that we can't go forward, wanting bad things to happen to the person that did this negative thing to us and we're just stuck when you're bitter, you're
0: stuck in that moment. You were wrong. Yeah. And it's something that consumes your thoughts. Don't you think? And your feelings a lot. Thoughts,
1: feelings, conscious and unconscious. Mm -hmm. Um, And and it holds you back. Your sleep, sleep. It holds you back. And biological, you know, unforgiveness hurts us emotionally. Okay. Having unforgiveness hurts us relationally. Yeah. Having unforgiveness hurts us and being able to attain our, our passions and our right, hopes and our dreams. our goals that we're talking about. And it hurts us biologically. Yes. So there's wow. so many aspects of how this hurts us. And when we look at it, we're, it sounds so, well, why am I doing this? But it's not as easy to get to that process of forgiveness as just saying, okay, I'm going to choose to forgive because I don't like these negative things. So you yes. can do it, but it's a process.
0: So because we just did these two shows on Dreaming Big, and we really believe that this go-yard lifestyle that we talk about here week after week is about having dreams and accomplishments and changing your life for the better. And because of that, as we were brainstorming, but in particular, I think this just came through you as we had a meeting last week, is that you just felt like this is one of the biggest problems you see in your practice, right? Absolutely. And that's why we're doing this show and probably next week on this topic because it bears repeating no matter how many times we talk about forgiveness we need to keep talking about it and teaching this the importance of getting it done because it's such a
1: difficult concept for us to really put in our brains because we want that justice especially in an american culture we are about justice we're about justice yeah you you do something wrong you pay a penalty there's justice you know i attend hearings all the time when you know Uh, People commit crimes and they steal from people and they have to pay restitution. There's the justice. We're looking for justice. And sometimes forgiveness has no justice as part
0: of it. And that just doesn't feel right for us. Yeah, we want people to pay. We want people to suffer, I guess, really. Human nature says they should pay for what they did to me.
1: And in some ways, I think it makes us feel more credible
0: (laughs) and are hurt.
1: Okay, All right. Because now that it's recognized that, yes, they need to pay some kind of penalty for this, and this was really a hurt, you know, it kind of justifies or makes us feel like it's more
0: real. And if we just, like, dismiss it very easily, then they haven't paid anything for doing this to me, and maybe it really wasn't that big a deal, and I blew it up out of proportion.
1: True, but forgiveness is not about dismissing. Yes. And, you know, and a lot of people, you know, we're going to go through myths because yeah. this is where we get hung up when it talks about forgiveness. Right. And it isn't anything about dismissing what happened. It's not about all those things that we just we think it's just like forget and move on kind yeah. of thing. And it's yeah. not that is not the process. Give and forget.
0: We have all heard that all our lives. And, and so we think that in order to forgive, you have to be able to forget I can't tell you how many times, and I know you have in your practice, but me and my pastoral counseling, I've heard it over and over again. I can't let this go. I can't forgive it because there's no way I'm going to be able to forget what happened to me. Mm-hmm. And so that equation is huge in our culture, forgive and forget, right? It I, I is. assume it's everywhere. It, it absolutely is. And
1: it can come from a variety of sources. Part of it is just that's a common will say in, a quote. in, in yeah. life, you know, forgive and forget, move on kind of thing. And you're right. There are some things you will never forget, you know, and I've had patients come back to me and they're like, you know, Dr. Angel, I've really worked through and I really feel like I was able to forgive this person, but I still can't forget. So I must, have, I must have not have forgiven them and we will process it. And they have, but they're, they're using that as their standard of measurement. Or some people are like, you know, they have physical scars. I mean, I have you know, kids who've had boiling water poured on their bodies oh, and they're wow. maimed. You yeah. know, for the rest of their life, they're not going to forget what happened. Right, and never. That doesn't mean we and sexual can't assault.
0: Forgive. Sexual assault, and and you deal with this with children, uh, mental, physical, uh, all of that. But it's just, it's there. Uh, it's it's a memory that's probably going to be there. So true. And so that's our first
1: myth we're going to look at is to forgive. People believe to forgive means I have to forget.
0: And we have 12 myths. If you yes, want to write these down, it might help you in your whole life with forgiveness. And I think these are amazing. And, of course, these originated with our famous Dr. Angel with the Ph.D. in the licensed mental health. All right. So go ahead. I don't want to move on from this quite yet because yeah, there's ahead.
1: also a spiritual component that people believe. Yeah. Using um, good people who have good intentions – You will use, sometimes we'll use scripture to say, oh, to forgive means you have to forget. Leave what's behind and move forward. They often quote that scripture and people get stuck there. Right. Because I can't forget what happened. So then they think that they have not been able to forgive. So now it's hurting them on a spiritual level because they feel more disconnected from God. Right. And so it can have a lot of implications for people.
0: So myth number one, to forgive does not mean you have to forget what happened. Absolutely. In
1: fact, a lot of times, I mean, minor things, sure, we don't have to remember, remember, but there's right. a lot of times we want to remember so that we can safeguard ourselves from it happening
0: again. Right. I think I just said that wrong. I said the myth and I did it in the <laughs> positives and it really needs to be in the negatives, right? So myth number one, to forgive means we have to forget the wrong. That's not true. Not you true You don't at all. have to forget the wrong. No. You can't really Physically,
1: sometimes you just you can't and sometimes you don't want to because right. you want to learn from it as well so that you can protect
0: yourself. Exactly. So. All right. So we've blown that that myth out of the water. Right. Absolutely. That's number we're going to write down. We're going to identify these myths
1: and then we're going to go through about the truth. So that's why this is a multiple part series. Yeah, because we're not going to get through
0: all that in one show. That's no for sure. we are not. So let's go with the
1: second myth. What is it? To forgive means I'm letting the offender off the
0: hook oh this, that's huge that's the whole justice oh my gosh that's the justice concept right there. we don't want our offender to be off the hook. we want them to pay. that is such human nature it really is absolutely it is, and that's one and of we the big can't, places we can't to get blame ourselves up. for having that feeling right we don't want the person. To be able to do that, whatever that was, to someone else, or us again, or us again, and we're protective of ourselves and those we love,
1: absolutely. And so that is a myth because it is, you know, forgiveness is not about
0: letting someone off the hook. And so many people feel if I truly forgive, I'm letting them off the hook. They don't have to pay anymore. They are, they're. Uh, it's as if Absolved it didn't happen. From Absolved. Yes, they are acquitted. Right. And so. Yeah, that really goes at the heart of the justice issue, doesn't
1: it? It really does. You know, a lot of times I'll have patients sitting in are like, but Dr. Angel, you don't understand what I've been through. You don't understand what they did. I can't let them off the hook. Okay, we don't have to let them off the hook. But we can still process forgiveness.
0: And so if they're on the hook still, translate that, what I think a lot of people would think that that means that there must be some restitution.
1: There's, sometimes there are things that are restitution. For example, if you're in a relationship, uh, a marriage with somebody and a spouse cheats on you right, and you're not willing to stay in that relationship, okay, I can forgive you for what you've done. I right. can let go of those negative feelings. I can move forward, hope you not wish you bad in your life as I process it. But I may decide to end this relationship. So you're not off the hook. There is still... A consequence for that choice, but I can let go of the negative emotions that I'm holding on to. Right. Oh, that's all good. That's really good.
0: Okay, so some of our listeners may be saying, okay, you know, this event happened to me a long time ago, and every once in a while I run into that person, or I have to have contact with that person because we have children together, or whatever the case may be, and then I feel all that old stuff again. That's because we haven't forgiven that's it right because there. when you have
1: when you've worked through forgiven forgiveness one of the ways you'll know it is it's kind of i like to equate it to when you hurt yourself and you get an injury a scar you know you have an open wound right when we're in unforgiveness that wound is still really open all the time we're like we'll let it scab over but then we're remembering it and here feeling all that pain of it right. every time we're letting it bleed letting it bleed when we've achieved forgiveness we'll we might see that white scar but if you touch
0: it it's not hurt.
1: hurting us.
0: Whoa. Okay. And that's the difference. Yes. Absolutely. Okay, we're about ready to go to break here before we go to the next uh, concept here. And um, let me get our engineer. Yep, he's gone. Okay. We'll just that's go okay. on. Okay, we'll to go the to the next, next one. one. Let's go You on. know, and it
1: kind of flows into this letting them off the hook to forgive. People believe the myth is to forgive means the offender is no longer accountable for their bad behavior. Right. Yeah. And, you know, accountability and forgiveness are not the same.
0: Yeah, they are not. Okay. We're going to talk about the difference between accountability and forgiveness in just a minute. Let's go to break. and We'll be right back. Enjoy these songs. Call Marcia today at 727 417 0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marcia McAllister at 727 417 0707. This is Megan, an independent ambassador for Plexus, the pink drink. There is finally a healthy solution to help you lose weight. It's a most natural product that will burn fat, not muscle. People around the country are experiencing amazing results, and you can too. Check out my independent ambassador website for my contact info, testimonials, and product information at mkramer.myplexusproducts.com. With my co-host, Dr. Angel Falzoni, and we are here on our new topic tonight. And so glad you're listening and hope you'll tell other people about this show. We said earlier in the beginning of the show, we're two and a half years into this. Hard to believe that it's been that long. I know. And go to our website, goyard2014.org, and you can get most of the shows we've done here over the last two and a half years. And the topics are... All over the board and they will really help you. Go yard is a life coaching show. Do you want to comment on what that really means, Dr. Angel, life coaching before we take up this topic again? Well, you know, coaching is kind of when we're we're going,
1: you know you're living life. And you kind of get a little stuck, and so you need a little wisdom and help to redirect you to get back where you're trying to go. Right. And that's what we're doing. Sometimes we're going through life, we get a little stuck, or, we're, or we could just be doing it better. Maybe we're not even stuck. Right. But there's some ways we can improve what we're doing, you know. Right. Football coaches help bring that team and improve what they're refocus. doing. And refocus. And that's what this is about, refocusing our lives so we can... Live that life of purpose and passion.
0: Exactly. And as we've been talking about the last couple weeks, so that we can really dream big and accomplish some of those things that we want to accomplish in our lives. So tonight we're talking about the power of forgiveness. And so we were talking about a couple myths So uh, for people, maybe there might be some out there who doesn't know what the word myth means. Do you want to explain what we're talking about Um, right now? There's 12 of them here. Myths are things that we think are true, but they are not.
1: Ah, there you go. You know, there's a whole show, Myth Mythbusters. Oh yeah, yeah. Things people thought were real, and you you always heard all these things that you shouldn't do this or this will happen or whatever, and then they break a lot of those because they find out it's not true. Right. Well, that's what we're finding out about forgiveness: things that we think are true, but they are not true.
0: Okay. And the first one was for somebody who's just now joining us: to forgive means we have to forget the wrong. That is not true. Not true. All right. The second one: to forgive means letting the offender off the hook. So. Write these down. There's 12 of them, and we're going to go into detail on each one, and I think they're going to really help you understand ultimately what forgiveness is when we find out first what it is not.
1: Absolutely. Okay. You know, the third one means... To forgive means the offender is no longer accountable for their bad behavior. Like
0: it never not happened. Right. Like
1: it never happened. And I can forgive you. And then I can put in some checks and balances in my own life to either not let you do that again oh, or boundaries okay. in my life to not let that happen again, depending on the type of offense. You know, um, you know, if your child lies to you, you might feel very hurt by that. And you probably will expect your child to apologize for that, to forgive them and move forward. Right. Well, now that I know my child's capable of lying to me, I might double check when they tell me they're at someone's house or pull right. up the GPS on their phone or maybe not let them go out and make them have their friends come here. That's holding them accountable. There you go. And I can forgive what you've done, but now I'm going to hold you accountable to make sure you're not continuing to do it.
0: Well, and that's okay. It's okay Absolutely. to hold people accountable if they break that trust. If let's go back to the example we were talking about a minute ago in a relationship, someone cheats on the other, uh, that's a huge, not only hurt, but that's a red flag for the future. Don't you think true? Big, big trust breaker right there. And you know,
1: and some people might choose to work through it and stay in that relationship. And some people are like, yeah, I can't do that. I can't trust them. I don't, you know, I don't feel safe emotionally or physically or whatever. And so they can still work to forgive and then still hold accountable for that behavior.
0: Okay. So. The myth number three is to forgive means the offender is no longer accountable for their bad behavior. And we're saying, no, that's not true.
1: Not true at all. Okay. Number four, to forgive means I have to reconcile with the wrongdoer. This is a big one I hear oh all my gosh, the time. Oh my gosh, this is huge. Yeah. Especially in relationships. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I don't want to have to talk to them anymore. I don't want <clears throat> nothing to do with them. I'm
0: never going to forgive them. I don't want them in my life. Right. And... Sometimes walking away from a relationship, there is physical distance. There is the best thing for that relationship is to cut, to stop talking, but because maybe it just gets volatile and it gets mm-hmm. crazy and somebody gets hurt or, mm-hmm. or, you know, and you hear this, you talk All to me about ha- this. I
1: do hear this. This is really a big one because somewhere along the line, somebody is equated forgiveness with having to have this person a part of my everyday life or be reconciled and everything's okay so some people just feel like oh that just means like we just go on like nothing happened well i can understand them not wanting to even go into forgiveness if they have to they felt hurt and they're right. deeply you know they've had a process this hurt and now we just have to pretend like everything's okay no no no, no. we do not
0: you don't have to reconcile with someone to forgive them. They don't even have to be alive to forgive them. I've dealt with this in a few times with counseling situations with teenagers whose parents had divorced for whatever reason. Let's let's say it's not. That has nothing to do with cheating. Maybe right? just maybe emotional breakdown and and uh, whatever you know. And they want them to reconcile so much, and so they'll say this thing. I've heard it said many times. If she, if mom would just forgive him, you know, whatever it is, so he can come home, you know, that kind of thing. Absolutely. Haven't you heard that in counseling? I have. have. And, and then it's hard to get them to realize that that doesn't mean that, that dad's going to come back home.
1: Absolutely. And so we, you know, there's some offenses. You should not be having that person as a part of your life. And that's okay. That's part of that. Right. Setting those new boundaries and protections for ourselves. And that's a healthy thing to do. And so it doesn't. Having to forgive does not mean they have to stay in our life. Right. And sometimes we'll forgive and we'll reconcile that relationship.
0: Depends on the person, the the offender. Exactly. And, you know, you brought up the spiritual component. I think a lot of times we tend to, on the spiritual side, think that if we forgive, we must reconcile. And have that person back business as usual type thing. True. You know what I mean? There
1: are a lot of um, spiritual teachings that will teach and guide people in that way and make them feel like this is what God commands you to do. And that's not necessarily true. I mean, you know, there's scripture about Jesus, you know, wiping the dust off his feet. He had to move on and there was a boundary. Right. And so boundaries are... Part of life, but there are spiritual components to those boundaries. And so I'm just going to challenge people when you seek spiritual guidance for forgiveness, is that you're looking things in yourself and you're seeking, you know, and praying about those things. Because sometimes good people are misleading us into what we have to do and not have to do. Yeah,
0: that's that's what I'm thinking. And because I've seen it and I've been a part of that, I've had it happen to me. Mm -hmm. And um, that it was, you know, if you forgive, Then we go back like nothing ever happened and we forget it. You know, that was counseled to me many years Mm -hmm. ago as, you know, I was going through separation, divorce and whatever. And it was the, the burden was put on me who had been wronged. Wronged. Okay. But the burden was put on me to accept You know, and just go back business as usual. And it was a very difficult time in my life. And it it caused me to do a lot of introspection and and reading the Bible, of course, and figuring out what I felt was God was saying to me in my situation. And that's what I'm going to challenge people to do because it
1: happens all the time. I get a lot of people who by the time they come into counseling and they're really dealing with some of these issues, you know, they've gone through their spiritual leaders in their church and they've had that counsel and. You know that they have told them things the way that they interpret those scriptures, and then you know there there's some of these myths. You know, I had a woman whose husband was physically beating her, and she went to spiritual counseling, and she was just told she needs to put on higher heels and submit to her husband, and whoa. Let's back this up that's a little bit.
0: That's what I'm getting at, because that's the kind of stuff that comes in some spiritual counseling. We don't normally talk about God or spiritual things on this, this show. But this is a huge But component. this is, is a big part of this situation for a lot of people. They feel like they've been told by people they respect mm-hmm. in the pulpit or, uh, or counseling office or whatever, that this is what they have to do. Just gut up, business as usual, be forget, that. press forward. Yeah, and, and if he beats you, he beats you. And what did you do to cause it? And that's where oh, some of these myths <laughs> have come from. I could go on on that one for a long time because I've seen this with so many people in my so life. So have I. And, you know, a lot of these
1: myths originated from some of those spiritual counseling things. So that's why where we're hearing them from a lot of right. the times. And so that's why we're wanting to correct some of that. Um, okay, next, that
0: was number four.
1: Yes. So number five,
0: forgiveness should only be given if the someone who wronged me asks for it. Oh, boy. All right. This is number five. These are myths. If you just now tuned in, these are not true things here. And number five is forgiveness should only be given if someone who wronged me asks for it. So I've known people through the years who sat <laughs> around all their lives waiting on the doorbell to ring, the phone to ring. That the offender would come back and say, please forgive me. I'm sorry I beat you up and and threw you down the stairs, et cetera. Or whatever happened. Absolutely. And you're going to be waiting a long time because a lot of people
1: either aren't willing to ask, you know, to acknowledge what they've done wrong maybe they don't know what they've done wrong and so that may not happen but forgiveness can happen because here's what's going to happen when we hold on to the unforgiveness is we're thinking about it it's affecting our life our relationships we have a lot of pain still involved with that but most of the time those offenders are just living their life and they're all happy and life. free and moving
0: on and we're paying the cost over and over and over and they're not I've got to give you this example because it's coming back to me, and uh-huh. I haven't remembered this situation for a long time. I pastored in Indiana for seven years, and there was a person in my church who was a prayer. She loved to pray. We had a bookstore in front of our uh, the, the building, and so I was there every day. And she would come in and go back in the sanctuary and pray, and she was just a, a wonderful person. And one day she came and was asked to talk to me, and she told me the fact that she's being beaten and quite regularly. But her husband was one of the prominent, most prominent people in the town, okay? And uh, she said, I don't know what to do about it. And And so we talked, and she was in the process of working through this. And it was on Mother's Day, and I'll never forget it as long as I live, because she was always on the front row as I preached. She was always there. She came in during the week and prayed. She didn't come to church that day. And I happened to be driving down, just the way I went home after church with my kids, and we were going home after church, and we went by her street, and there were police cars and everything. Long story short, he had gotten mad about something and beat her with a frying pan, knocked her down the stairway, and she died. Wow. She died. And so she was working through this spiritual thing because she thought she had to stay. So I'm talking about this from personal experience. And she's in heaven and, and uh, a wonderful, wonderful, godly person. But she was older. She was hung up with those, those verses that some people take to the extreme. That's why I'm talking about this. I'll never forget her as long as I live. We had a funeral in the sanctuary. We were busting out. We had three or 400 people because everybody in town knew the family. And there she was in that casket. It was the hardest funeral I've ever done. I've done a lot, but this one could have been avoided. And it was just extremely. So I didn't mean to tell you that big tearjerker, but honestly, Angel, this stuff we're teaching and talking about tonight is extremely important that people work through their spiritual issues. If they have them get good counsel, get a second opinion. If if you need it. Absolutely. And, because a lot of people have been
1: misguided. Yes, from good people who have are good meaning people. Yes. I'm not putting them down. They just they haven't grasped from these concepts themselves. They're teaching what they've been taught, and and somehow you know it's like the telephone game, and it became wrong, yeah. and now we're living and making our decisions on teachings that aren't accurate. Right. And we can't do that to live healthy. Right. And so we get stuck in unhealthy living and it can cost us our life. It can cost us a lot of things. And well, so- this is
0: serious stuff we're talking about. And so forgiveness does not mean you have to wait around for that person to come and ask you to forgive them because they may not ever do it. this mm-hmm. guy, prominent chief of police, I'm going to say what it was. Wow. I mean, she was up against a, a difficult situation, you know, in that whole scenario in that town. And he would have never, you know, it's just that kind of thing. You right. never have admitted
1: to that, to that doing wrong. And so, so, yeah, that is an important myth. Yes. Because we can still move on even right. if they don't acknowledge. Um, number six, to forgive means I am disloyal to those who were hurt by this wrongdoer. That's a big one. Mm, um, especially okay. like in families, um, like a situation or a divorce and a parent cheated or a sec, or family sexual abuse, which is really common where one yeah. person, in the family, the uncle, the grandfather, whatever has abused several members of the family exactly, and it's caused a lot of pain on this whole family system. Well, to forgive this person means all these people who are, I'm being disloyal to these people who are hurting and they're my family. And that's not true
0: at all. Right. You got to do what is best for you. You're not accountable They're not your responsibility, right? Absolutely. But it keeps a lot of people from telling the
1: truth. It does. Dr. Angel, it does. I'm stuck. So I'm going to have these negative, you know, hatred and bitterness towards this person. I'm holding on to that. I'm paying that cost because I feel like somewhere along the line, it's going to negate this experience that people I love have had that hurt them detrimentally. But we can still be compassionate. Right. I can forgive this wrong and still have compassion for the people who have experienced this hurt. And right. empathy for them. I just don't have to drudge all those that negative deep emotion with me everywhere I go.
0: But I've found this whole concept. There's people that will think you've turned on them if you forgive the perpetrator. Absolutely. Right? But remember like forgiveness
1: you... doesn't mean that you're reconciling that relationship That's right. either. That's right, true. Yeah. So I can forgive what that I can forgive that person and let go of those things. I may not want that person in my life. Right. Or access to my children or anybody else I love and care for. And I can still be supportive and, you know, with the people who have been hurt and compassionate with them. Exactly.
0: Good point. Wow. That's huge. Okay. That was number six. That was, was number six. All right. Let's. Okay. Num- Just, if number ju- seven. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I think let's recap real quick. So I'm going to read them real quickly. Okay. Because okay? we're getting here and then we're going to try to get number seven in. Number one was to forgive means we have to forget the wrong. These are myths. Okay. Number two, to forgive means letting the offender off the hook. Not true. To forgive means the offender is no longer accountable for their bad behavior. False. Number four, to forgive means I have to reconcile with the wrongdoer. Not true. Number five, forgiveness should only be given if someone who wronged me asks for it. Not true. Number six, to forgive means I'm being disloyal to those who were hurt by the wrongdoer. Not true. Let's look at number seven. Number seven, forgiveness should
1: only happen if the wrongdoer apologizes. Oh, That's gosh. just like the acknowledging. But this is even the next step. Because yeah, this now, is the next step. You know, now I'm humbling myself to apologize. It's one thing to, to acknowledge,
0: right? Oh, right. yeah,
1: that happened, yeah. Well, he hasn't apologized for it. Right. I'm not forgiven. They have to apologize. You know, it's, I feel like I'm in the, you know, elementary school play yard, you know. Yeah. Because the kids are always looking for that. Well, say you're sorry, you know, kind of thing. Right. But you may not get that apology ever Ever. in your life.
0: And what is an apology to one person may not be to another. That's what I've learned, too, that one person may think they apologized by going, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Yeah. And and the other person going, I I mean, I really wanted roses and I wanted uh, down on my knee, on his knee, and he's so sorry type thing. Apology. I don't think that was a good enough apology, quote unquote. I've heard that. And counseling.
1: Well, you know, I have a cute little story about my youngest guy. Um, he's he's a cute little guy. His, his father often let him down and would, you know, I'm promising to come to this and he wouldn't show up. Sure. And he would apologize and it would happen over and over and over. And I remember when Spencer was belt testing for karate and his dad didn't show up. Yeah. After he called and reminded him the night before to wow. be there. And, it was, and he's looking out the whole time. Dad wasn't there. Yeah. Dad calls him up, and he's like, oh, Spencer, I'm sorry I wasn't there. And Spencer screams out on the phone, an apology doesn't fix it, Dad, because he needed to see the behavior change. Right.
0: Right. Because it didn't
1: happen repeatedly, right? So sometimes empty, that we call those empty apologies where, oh, I'm sorry. That's just kind of this formality, but I'm not willing to do anything about it different anyway. Right. That's not even really an apology. It's just a, oh, say I'm sorry. It's like with our kids. Oh, say you're sorry, but they're not. They're going to turn around and hit that kid when you walk out the room or something. They do it all the time. And so, you know what? An apology doesn't fix it. Right. It can't take it back. Right. So not that they're not great to have and they can be and they can reconcile the relationship and help you move forward. But sometimes they're just those formalities and people think if I say I'm sorry, then you have to, you know, be back in a relationship with me and make everything everything all right. Right. And that's not necessarily true either. But we can also forgive without that apology.
0: We can. And a lot of people get stuck on that, on that whole concept of needing an apology. They're just stuck there because they are. They're not going to forgive and they, and they're waiting on that. And that will be the clue that will cause them to say, all right, I let it go. I forgive you. Absolutely. You know, it was funny because I was working
1: with a a woman and she was in her mid seventies and she was just this angry, angry, bitter woman. And we're kind of going through and we're processing. And, I mean, she was mean to even work with. Like, she just had so much anger and bitterness inside. And as we're working, and it was months and months of working, and finally she tells the story what happened when she was 15 years old between her parents and her. And she could never move forward from that. And it wow. just infested every part of her. And for, what, about 60 years of her life was wow. changed for. A moment when she was
0: 15 years old. And, you know, I believe a lot of people are right there. They have been stuck somewhere, not necessarily at age 15. It could be age 35 or age wherever. 45 or wherever. But a lot of people are stuck, and that's why we are doing this and talking about this and bringing it out in the open because, guys, you can wait all day for somebody to apologize, but is that apology going to really change your heart? Absolutely. And that's, that's
1: the thing to consider. Your and, heart. I'm talking about right. my heart. My heart. Just because right. someone says they're sorry, doesn't mean I've given a way of those negative emotions. A lot of times people apologize and they're still bringing it back. You know, that's right. those relationships you get in and we thought we've worked through it. And then like, you know, five oh, years gosh. later, well, don't you remember the time you blah, 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 blah. And you're Been, like, never done that. Where did that come from? <laughs> I thought we were through this and you're not because they haven't, given they haven't forgiveness. It Yes. Right, and they didn't let it go. they're still hanging
0: on as tight as they can to those offenses and if you and if you really pursue a conversation with some of these people, you find out that even though the person who did the thing feels like they apologized, it wasn't good enough. It wasn't quality apology.
1: you know what and I mean? Yes, absolutely. that can happen on both ways of the spectrum, and so an apology is not a condition to forgiveness, and it right. doesn't guarantee that you're forgiven right. Both ways. Exactly. So that is definitely a big myth that a okay. lot of people get hung up on. Uh, number eight, forgiveness only happens when both people accepts forgiveness.
0: Oh, oh, that's interesting that that would be a myth. But I can see that. I hadn't thought of that one. Well, and it's
1: only happens. Forgiveness can happen when both people forgive. Right. But or accept it. But another person doesn't even have to know that they've been forgiven. You may they may be in the grave. Right. When we process forgiveness, they have they don't have to know what happened because it's not about them. Right? Forgiveness is, has nothing to do with the offender. Right. And that's where a lot of people get hung up, and is they believe it's all about the offender. And it has to do with setting myself free. Exactly. And not the offender. And so nobody has to acknowledge. You know, the other party never has to acknowledge, never has to accept the You know, the forgiveness. That doesn't mean it's forgiven.
0: Okay, on the spiritual note, I've found a lot of times people cannot forgive God for certain situations Absolutely. in their lives, and they need to do that because they blame God for things that maybe you know He had nothing to do with. But but that is a problem I've heard in counseling. Too. I've
1: heard that so many times over the years. Yeah, you know they've experienced God did this from to Hmm. Somebody died that they cared for. And God yeah. took this person from me. Him, I can't yeah. forgive him. Cancer, whatever. Whatever. And it, it could be all kinds of stuff from big to little and everything in between. And right. so, absolutely. That's a really important one. So, know. that
0: one was forgiveness only happens when both parties accept the forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Not true. You know, for uh, number nine, forgiveness means the wrong that
1: happened is okay. Oh, yeah. That's a big
0: one. A lot of people get hung up right there, doctor, because they feel like if they acknowledge that they're, they, yeah, I let it go, I forgave, then it's sending a signal to that, to the perpetrator. That everything is okay. Or to everybody in your immediate circle that it's okay. Mm-hmm. Discuss that because you got one minute because we got to get out of here and we'll have to continue next week. Obviously, we're not going to get through the last couple ones. We're going to pick it up next week. Go ahead. Well, you know, a lot of people just kind of feel like it just negates the
1: whole experience. Like it never happened. Right. So that's why I can't give you forgiveness because I have to make sure we understand this really happened.
0: Yeah. You know, and
1: so it doesn't mean it doesn't make it okay. It doesn't make it, you know, less of a, an event that you experienced. It doesn't mean you're agreeing with the event that happened right. or any of those things. That is a myth. It
0: doesn't mean
1: that it was okay. Okay.
0: Wow, we are in this wonderful two-part series on the power of forgiveness. Tonight we've been concentrating on things that people believe about forgiveness that really aren't true and therefore when they get their head on straight, they'll be able to forgive. Absolutely. And so hopefully this has helped you. You got to tune in next week. You you have to for the rest of this. It's so good. So, we will see you next week, same time, same bat channel, right? And who are you? I'm Dr. Angel. (laughs) And I'm Mama Mac, bringing you Go Yard. See you next week, guys. Good night. Another 30 seconds with me, Mr. Time Waster. I was thinking, life is a lot like a lava lamp. You ever seen those? When the big blob is at the bottom of the colored lamp, things are really
1: terrible. And when the big blob goes to the top, things are really great. And then it goes back to the bottom again. And then back to the top again. And bottom and top. Oh, my God.
0: Well, to make you feel better, another 30 seconds of our lives have just gone bye-bye in the car, car. Bye-bye. The phrase lava lamp is a registered trademark of the Malaysian Electric Cooperative.